Ladies and gentlemen, once again it is the Mason and Friends Show featuring Trey X. Live and direct. As well as Harvest Black live via telephone. Hey, what's good? What's cracking, y'all? I'm Mason. These are my friends. Welcome to the Mason and Friends Show. It's good to be back, man. It's good to have you back. It's also good to have my homeboy Harvest Black on here for the first time. Welcome to the show. Indeed, indeed. Long time listener, first time caller. Oh, hey now. (laughs) That's what's up. Glad to hear you've been uh, one of the listeners out there. We have over 30,000 downloads as a show. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I like it. Well, it's it's a start. Damn right, it's a start. So, Brian, you like the show. You find it amusing? Man, y'all be cracking me up, man. That's what's up, man. That's what we're here for. We try to make people laugh. We try to, you know, push for the open minds and such. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of which, it's... I like... I like the fact that you're just, like, right down the middle with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, you pull no punches, and you're very honest. Well, thank you, sir. I try. I try to be honest. It's actually not even that hard, because I've always been honest to, like, you a detriment. You always have been, ever since I've known you. Yeah, it's, like, been a detriment yeah. to me more than a, been a benefit. But it, it works well on the podcast. <laughs> hey, whatever it's all works, about man. consistency. you damn right, man. That's what I'm talking about. Consistency in the house. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. So, so uh, I don't even know where to start. I love that I have uh, one guy via telephone and one guy here. And we're, like, totally expanding the footprint of the show. We're reaching all the way across down to southwest Roanoke. Southwest Virginia, down down near Roanoke. My homeboy Brian holding it down, doing the, uh, you do the, uh, what's it called, Soul Sessions thing, right? Yeah, Soul Sessions Roanoke. Um, we do slam poetry. Music. We're actually this month we've been we're celebrating Black Music Month, so we're having different artists come through. Uh, Soul Sessions is basically a slam, a slam poetry show, but uh, it's a, a show where we're looking for diversity. We're looking for different artists to come in and just tell their story. Five minutes is where they get on the microphone. Um, not only just five minutes, uh, you know, they got to really come with it, you know from a place of telling their story from their perspective their truth so you don't have mumble rappers up there mumble rappers don't have anything to do so you got that right (laughs) a lot of the mumble rappers are going to jail anyway i mean kodak whoever the fuck is looking at some time so is this kodak black you're referring to yeah that that's everybody's always looking at time when they're a mumble rapper because i don't know i don't know they just all try to it's an assembly line, basically, of a lot of them trying to uh, do this new, uh, I call it the new blackface. That's really. basically what it is. Wow. <laughs> it's the, the new, new blackface. The new blackface. But wait a minute, aren't they're, most of these mobile rappers black? Yeah, but they're, 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 perpetuating, they're per- perpetuating a stereotype that, you know, isn't them, and they don't have a voice of their own. And a lot of them, I mean, they can't rap. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Get out of the way. You're not really serving a purpose with the game. So it's like, what are you really talking about? You don't bring anything to to the game. You know what I'm saying? Man, that, is, point of view. that is pretty true, dude. There's there's really not a lot of substance that they're bringing, you know. And I don't really get it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, are we know, just, I guess. But are we just being old men? You know? Are no, we just no, hating no. on young? I mean... No, we're not hating on the young. The thing is, is like today we're rewarding bad behavior. 
we're in a place where anybody with a camera can all of a sudden be a star, but ain't nobody really trying to be like talented. And that's the difference. There's like a big difference between having a gift and just having talent. You can tell gifted people because they can tell you exactly who they are, why they are, and why they're doing the things that they're doing right now. Uh, versus people who don't have anything to bring. You'll never hear from some of these cats that you that are right that are right now. You're not going to hear about them ten years from now. Um, and half of them are going to jail anyway over stuff that they're afraid of. They're a bunch of accidental murderers, a bunch of drug addicts, and a bunch of people who are just on some punk lifestyle type stuff. They ain't really about nothing. Yeah, so it's, it's like, it's, get out of the way. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like, all this Takashi shit. Here today, shit. gone tomorrow. Yeah. Like, these cats yeah. are crazy. <laughs> so, like, I, I'll say, let it be known, just get out of the way. Because nobody really paying attention to you anyway. And, so you're you know, saying, let the real rappers come through. Oh, man, they're doing it anyway. We, they just elsewhere. We ain't really, like, people like me, I'm not really thinking about uh, Bodak Yellow or Kodak, whoever you, you know. Whoever these people are, them. I have no clue. I don't have a clue. You mean like Takashi 96 and all these other assholes? Who's in jail with the worst tattoo to have in jail. <laughs> That's a bad one. Yeah. You got a 6 on, six nine on your face. What do you think they're doing to him right now? <laughs> Nothing nice. Uh, Ron said that he's like, yo, I know real cats that work at U-Haul than Paul Crack. And it's, I mean, it's real. It's like, you can be yourself. It's okay to be who you are. You don't have to put on this persona and play like you, like, hard like that. If you ain't hard like that, you just ain't hard. Like, I'm not out here... Acting like I'm a gangster, but like you mess with my family, mess with me, I'm busting your ass. That's it. Well, and that's real shit. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. how a lot of real people are. Because most people aren't gangsters, but if you fuck with them, they might just bust you in your shit. You know, yeah. and it's not like. And a lot of the rappers that I've seen are just you're fronting for the camera. Yeah, it looks silly. Oh, yeah. It really is silly because it's like the same thing. The camera moves the same way. The the rappers do the same thing. The people in the background do the same thing. There's no like. There's no originality with a whole lot of this this cliche mainstream rap shit. Just put a couple of chains yeah. on them and yeah. let them read a Dr. Seuss book. You got a hit record. Yeah, and the way they no color their hair, no nothing. all this craziness. Like I love coloring the hair and such. Like if I if I could be a grown man and get get away with having like a beard with a different color, like blue or green or some shit, I would do it. But it's not yeah, acceptable in the professional out, world. But don't do what Takashi Six Nine looking like a bag of skittles exploded on your head i mean that's just <laughs> senseless and stupid it is silly and when this, i saw him i said this what the hell is going on here it's just what happened is a lot of these corporations have gotten a hold of what has been beautiful what came from the earth basically given to dj cool earth back in uh, the late 70s uh and pretty much tried to like degrade what we know is real um, and people are buying it. People are buying it. <laughs> they're buying it because everybody wants a gimmick. The people who ain't going to sell out are the people that just like really are about their grind, about their business. Underground is thriving. You know, the market for underground is thriving. There's audiences for what we're doing. Um, people just got to be wise enough to say, you know, it's not all that glitters. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know it sounds cliche, but it's not all that glitters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but, you know... Selling, but 
they might be selling, but what do they owe? That's the question. Well, the thing that I find amusing about it all is that all forms of music and art essentially has like a like a pop cliche style, and like there's like a there's like a subsection of each genre. Like no matter if it's country or hip hop or rock and roll or whatever, there's always some really corny shit that's being put out in those genres, and it's like yeah. it's like it's almost inevitable. And I feel like you know. What we don't like about it is the fact that it's like a lot of people that don't know anything about the kind of music we like think that that's what the, the music is that we like. I think that's yeah. where the gripe comes in. You know, that's where mm-hmm. the real offense is taken by the real hip hop heads by, you know, mumble rap and mainstream garbage. It's like yeah, you're, you're bastardizing I mean, this thing that I love. You're making people that don't know about this thing that I love think that this thing that I love is some clownish bullshit. That's yeah, basically what it's been mind. over the last. 12 or 13 years Yeah, my thing is Do you, if that's what you do Then do you, by all means I don't really care either way But I don't really I don't really pay much attention To what they're doing Well, do you think Do you you like Kendrick though, right? I'm sorry, say that again? Do you you like Kendrick Lamar? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Well, like, I watched I saw a video with him And he was in a uh, Taylor Swift song and and it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like good. And I only watched it because it had a whole bunch of hot chicks in it. And I was like, let me see what this is all about. Yeah, I you know heard I mean? that song. It's it's okay. It's all right. But, but like, does that does that irk you that like a dope no, lyricist like you know, Kendrick I, does let that? Me tell you, now let me tell you what he does though. Let me tell you about this man right here. Kendrick, you gonna whatever, tell me about Kendrick? Yeah, yeah. Whatever arena he whatever arena he is in, he has always been himself. Whatever arena he's been in, he's always been himself. He's never perpetrated himself. He's a true poet. If you listen to uh, to Pimp a Butterfly, you know what I'm saying. You you hear from beginning to end. He still has something to say to the street. Not only does he have something to say to the street, he has something to say to his personal narrative. And he's always honest and very refreshing. Refreshing, excuse me. You don't get a lot of that anywhere. No matter what song he is, okay, the song that you're talking about is Bad Blood. If you listen to the lyrical content in it, he's giving you lyrics. Regardless of what arena he's in, he's been himself. A lot of these cats can't do that. They can't carry the, they can't carry the weight. They lean on other, other people to kind of guide them, and they put on a persona, and they're not themselves. But Kendrick, 100%, has been himself from the beginning to end. And you see it all the time. You see it with like artists like T.I., uh, Jeezy. You see it with these guys that, that are coming up. Uh, J. Cole. J. Cole right J. now. J. Cole is dope. He's yeah. gone. He just went platinum again. Did he really? Yeah, he just went platinum again for uh, 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 his last album, Forest Hill Drive. He just went platinum again for that joint. Damn. J. Cole is dope, man. Like, for real. Yeah, J. Cole is true. But see, the thing is, it's it's about longevity. And a lot of these cats that's coming out here, they want to get rich and stuff like that, but they're chaining themselves to corporations. They're chaining themselves to jewels. And they're not chaining themselves to being uh, who they are. Well, but that, but they, they, they clearly think that that's their means to making money by being fake, yeah, and, hey. and and maybe that's but the means to you. that might be means to quick money, but it's not means to like authentic money. But 
Yeah, but look at him. It was like, uh, what's his name? Rainbow Eric Boy. I can't remember his name. Who? He, Takashi he, he Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, but he's out here slaying the snitching now. Of course he's he is. He's he trying to he just lessen that jail sentence. Yeah, but something going he, happen. He's going to get touched in jail. Oh, he's going to get yeah, fucked he, up bad yeah, in jail. Yeah, he he yeah. might not make it out of jail. Like, if, himself, if those dudes that he's been rolling with are really gangster, like, he might not make it out of jail. Like, he might have to nah, be in protective custody the whole time he's in there if he's in jail. I mean, he's, he's, he's going to get special treatment because people know who he is and the state can't have him getting in there and getting fucking killed. It's not like yeah. when they killed Jeffrey Dahmer and everybody was like, good. You know what I mean? But, yeah. but see, the thing is, they're not built for that. They talk about it, but then when, when the reality of the imagination and the things that they spoke about before come into play, it's like, oh, yo, I thought I was just playing jokes. Nah. Reality came and got you. You want to per- perpetrate a lifestyle that you, you don't know nothing about. Yeah, and that's the sort of tale that should give people fear of being so fake. Is that, like, the yeah, faker you like, are, the more likely you are to end up in some bullshit because of your fakery. That's why I always be like, do or you? people expect you? you to be that person all the time. Right. All the time. Right. Like, yeah, when you perpetrate a character, like, it's, you know, ask any actor. It's hard to maintain that. Or if you get too far in it, you end up going crazy like Heath Ledger or whatever. You know what I mean? There's a lot of potential for trying too hard to be something that you're not when it it appears especially at this point in music and art and everything that with the internet and the ability to create your own shit on an inexpensive scale that being yourself really can be advantageous and worth your investment you know like not being fake can go a long way I think so I mean I I don't sit here and brag about myself but I've been blessed to have the following that I've had off of just me being me versus me out here trying to be somebody I'm not. Well, you certainly are you, dude. When I listen to your shit, I'm like, damn, that's definitely my homie Brian. Like, he's definitely doing his thing. Like, Harvest Black is is Brian. Like, there's, you know, there's no difference to me. No, not really. You know what I'm saying? The thing is, on that stage, I want to bust somebody's ass every single time. What you mean when you like, rapping? You, know, you wanna you wanna rap really dope? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. When I do shows and whenever I'm doing a show, whatever I'm doing, I wanna bust. I wanna be. I wanna bust their ass. I wanna have the lyrics on point. I wanna have the cadence. I wanna have the delivery. I wanna have the mic skill. I wanna be able to you, connect with an audience. You I got it, man. Because I saw Nas years ago and Rock the Bells, and he was horrible, and it fully negatively impacted my opinion of Nas for all time. Like, I like Nas. Well, I like maybe, Nas's rap. He had a bad day. Well, he was maybe definitely he had, a had a bad day. day but I, he must have had a bad day. I mean... Because I saw Nas uh, when he came to Tech a few years ago, and I tell you what, it wasn't nothing like it. And, matter of fact, do yourself a favor and sit down and watch uh, the special they did with him on PBS where it's him and... Uh, Are you talking Tiny Desk? No, not Tiny Desk. He was at the Kennedy Center. Oh, okay. Had, uh, you know, it was, it was a program called Great Performances. It was on PBS, and it was Nas and like a, a symphony, and they did Illmatic oh, cool. beginning to end. That's cool. And it was beautiful. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Longevity. I'm talking about artists that have stay in power, that have been true to the narrative, that you know observe and tell stories and reflect society. Um, Nina Simone said it best when she said that artists. 
reflect the times. You know what I'm saying? This is an interesting time where artists can really talk about their point of view and really talk about uh, what's going on out here versus I'm just going to sit here and pop these ends. I'm going to sit here and mess around these girls and, and and talk about the same thing that that man said. I already know the story to the point where I've kind of checked out of it. It's like in Double XL, they talk about it all the time like this is news. And nobody cares. I don't care. <laughs> it's like they've been doing the same thing for years. That's certainly, that's certainly true. But like, so let me ask you something. Have you heard Yellow Wolf? Yeah. Yellow Wolf is dope as shit. Yeah, he's dope, you know what I'm saying? He, he's dope at what he do. When you were talking about you know popping zannies and shit, you made me think of a Yellow Wolf line from his newest record where he's talking about, you know, young rap kids like popping zannies and rapping and how whack they are and shit. And I was just mm. like, yeah, that's that's a real tragedy, that, man. Like, that, the fact that, that kids, like, are getting into pills on such a heavy basis, it's, it's crazy. Because pills will kill you, man. Pills will straight kill it, you. These kids don't care. You know what I'm it, it, it glorifies addiction. It, it glorifies things. I don't like to talk about things that basically destroy family. You know what I'm saying? That's what you're talking about. Do you think that uh, it's something that's supposed to help you advance your career? I don't like, know, man. Like you know, like you know, like Cypress Hill smoke a lot of weed and talk about weed a lot and they've been like a weed group and that's been like something that has like assisted them and made them be more than the rap group that they were per se it's it's made them have a bigger persona but like you know marijuana's natural and zanny bars are definitely not you know what i mean and and up until up until recently the only raps i've ever really heard by cats about drugs that are outside of weed have never really been something I felt glorified it per se or made me really want to do it. Like, there's this cat Cage that raps about PCP, and that shit is not appealing when you listen to Cage rap about PCP. I mean, it's amazing. You're like, wow, that is some crazy shit he's talking, but fuck that noise, you know? But to the young rappers that are coming out, they'll talk about it, and their fans will go and try that shit. I think it's because they allude to the fact that like they do Zanny's rap and then get laid. I think that that's like that's the the progression. Yeah, that's where it is. Well, that's the same thing. Well, nah. What I'll say about that is it's like they don't. They're not speaking from life experience. They haven't had a chance to experience life, and the generation they're talking to, they're just kind of coming up with it. You know what I'm saying? A lot of but there's a lot of cats out here that are listening. To different things I was like Really impressed with like My brother Who's uh You know He just turned 21 And him and his girlfriend Was just chilling In the living room And they rolled up And listened to Pac You know what I'm saying Like Pac is new And so I mean It's different experiences For different people You know But you know A lot of the music We grew up With transcend culture That's cause it's good A lot of the music That we grew up with Uh you know, it's still being played today. It yeah, it's still playing. I DJ'd a party not even two weeks ago, and they didn't want to listen to any of the new stuff that I was playing. It was actually at a Sweet Sixteen. And they and then you ended up DJ'd. playing old school shit. They wanted me to play ninety stuff. That's real. That's cool, man. I like that there are sixteen what, year olds out up, there man. wanting to listen to nineties rap, man. That's awesome. Yeah. You don't see that too often. No. Oh. I've seen it a lot, to be honest. Like, you, I mean, 
wherever I get to go out, like, you know, there's some artists that get play, you know what I'm saying, but a lot of these trap artists, I think the fan is dying out because people are hungry for lyrical content. And it's like, yeah. you know... So, I don't you, think you'll be hearing from Migos or whoever the trap rappers are these days anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they're, the mumble rap phase is not going to be a long-lived phase in, in they'll pop, be back at their They'll be back at their jobs at McDonald's in, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong, these trap beats is high. It's just whack people on them. <laughs> well, but that's how it's always been, though, right? Like, like the wackest rap has always had like some decent beats to it. You could always rap over something that had some. It yeah. was like a whack song. I mean, if it yeah. sounds like trash, then I'll listen to the beat. I could care less about the lyrics, right? Yeah, like, that, I mean, basically, that's the only thing I like to really. When I DJ like some of these uh, mumble rappers, because I have to. I mean, you have to play them. But the thing that I like to do is blend the beats. You know what I'm saying? And it's simple to do because they're all pretty much the same. Yeah, if you get it's stuff. the same beat and. Yeah, same beat per minute. Same lyric structure. Yeah. If you want to so call it lyrics. So do you get instrument? Do you get uh, acapellas and play them over different instrumentals? Sometimes I do. Like, sometimes, like, I get bored and, like, I put, like, Migos over a Billy Joel track. And it's just, like, have if the, if the beats, if the, uh, the beats per minute match then I just like I strip the acapella and I'll mess around with uh, I'll mess around with it you know uh-huh. that's what's up well that's definitely interesting that you're out there playing 90s rap though for six, 16, for 16 year olds yeah that no, gives yeah, me hope they'll, they'll ask me they'll come in there like, do you have hypnotized do you have uh, California they'll ask me stuff like that and they'll say play that play that next because that's the stuff they grew up with. Their, their parents played it around them. Yeah, but that's yeah. that's an odd thing, though, man. Don't kids usually rebel against the music of their parents? Aren't they usually like, man, fuck that shit, man? Usually. That is dope. Dope is dope. That's true, I suppose. You know what I mean? Like, I guess my parents turned me on to a lot of good music now that I think about it. But you always hear about people bitching about their parents' music, you know? But I don't know. I don't really guess I don't know no. too many people that had parents playing whack shit. Did your parents play whack oh, shit, Oh, absolutely Trey? not. There you go. Yeah, my parents were never playing some whack shit. No, man. Only heard oh, whack yeah. shit when I went to school. Yeah. That, but you know what? It's, it's whack parents that listen to whack music that make whack kids that have whack-ass lives and jobs. Because I can easily tell you this. In elementary school, if there was a kid that was a new kids on the block van, they got roasted fast. Wow. I knew kids that like new kids. They used to roast me for not liking new kids. I was like, that shit is whack. I was whack. like, this shit is corny. Yup. Like, this shit is whack. Literally, that's <laughs> what I said at age five. I'm like, man, this is whack. Yeah, I remember being in third grade and being like, man, fuck this new kid shit. And all my friends were like, man, new kids are dope. And I was like, you're out of no, your mind, not. man. You guys are just... Like, I didn't even have... And them a fools def- are still touring. Well, like, I, yeah, well, that's that's a whole other beast, man. Good for them. Like if I could make How a living, hell y'all gonna be new kids. You. Y'all look like y'all about sixty years if old. If I could make a living being old kids dancing on stage and shit, man, I'd have done it. Singing having, songs having that were popular and shit in the nineties, thirty years hair ago. Girls. Oh my god, yes. They are still selling to the demographic. They have cruises and stuff too. They don't want cruises. Oh good lord. Yeah, they have uh, new kids on a black cruises. Dude, could you imagine the yeah. amount of ass they could pull on that if they like? I think they're all oh, married they and it. probably got their shit together, but maybe not. They'll man. be they're... on like the cover of AARP magazine in about a year. <laughs> maybe ten. I think they're definitely yeah. in the range. They're getting there. They but, getting that cruise money though. But man, that's the shit right there. I want to do a Mason and French show cruise and just like like 
hang around somewhere that's not too dangerous because I don't really like cruises. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not a fan. They're, Anything like been. that, you better make sure that there's a spot for the Jew to fish. Well, I've been, <laughs> I've been never on a cruise, but I've been heard a whole lot of cruise stories that are not good. Like every year these <laughs> days, you hear about some, oh yeah, this cruise of 800 people were out there shitting in buckets and throwing up over the side. You know, and you're like, yeah, no thanks. Uh, and they're like, yeah, and then they got back to shore and we gave them $2,500 and a free cruise. Really? For real? <clears throat> That's what After I that, get? It's like, no. Thank you so much. Can I please get dysentery again? That was amazing. <laughs> you know, it like, makes no sense. Like, but people keep going. They keep going. Of course, it's Royal amazing. Ca- Royal Caribbean makes a lot of money off of stupid people. Yeah, Carnival makes a lot of money off of stupid people. See, I want to make a lot of money off of people, but I don't want to make money off of people that I'm taking advantage of and doing dumb shit to. Like, like cruises. I mean, uh, do I, you really want that boat to run out of gas in the middle of the ocean? Hell no. And the way these drivers be running. Up on the rocks and shit around here. I mean, I, I heard about some some boat captain drove the cruise ship up on the rocks in Italy or Spain or somewhere like out in the Mediterranean. Like it's yeah. it's clearly a problem everywhere. Like cruises are not safe. They're not good. They're not sanitary. You're out there in international waters yeah. just waiting for something bad to happen. Did you not see what happened in Titanic? For real. And if you go too far south in the Mediterranean, you get them Somalian pirates coming after you. I mean, you got problems everywhere. I think that's where that is. Yeah, might be, might be somewhere else. I don't know. I might be, I might be wrong with that. But man, we got hundred people on a John boat. You see them coming, and yeah, with AKs. Like, what's up? Oh shit, we're in trouble now. Run that. Yeah. yeah, we're taking over this boat. Run things, rude boy. I'm the captain now. Yeah, that's it. See this. That make me the yeah. captain. Now give me all your money. We're coming up. Yeah, we're all going to Somalia. Give me your money. I'll chop <laughs> your hands off and take your rings off your fingers. With the blood clot. With the blood clot. Yeah, man, I want to be a Jamaican pirate if I had to be a pirate. I want to be down hanging out with Jamaicans going and pirating, man. That would be the shit. Like, I just don't want pirates to happen at all. Now that's that's a that's a grown up statement right there, Mister Mister uh, Brian, Mister Harvest you, Black. <laughs> you just want there to be I'm no older. pirates. Now I can appreciate that, you know. It's like, how about we just not have bad things happen? It's like in that Chris Rock special where he was like, "I want more dead white kids." I was like, "How about just less dead kids? How about that? Can we just do that? Like, can we not shoot yeah. anybody? Like, how about that?" Good so luck with my that. Whole, my whole mentality is like, yo, don't mess with me, don't mess with my family. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, shit, like, you, got a, you got a fortunate thing going for yourself because you're still like, able to pursue your dreams and shit because you, you never had kids at this point. Well, I mean, I don't have kids of my own, but like, I still got nephews and cousins. and. Uh, yeah, but those are just you kids know, you ain't got to pay for, which is a wonderful thing. Uh-huh. I mean, we're all in that same boat. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I, I love saying hi to people's kids, and then they leave. And I'm like, all right, yeah. then. Yeah. Move on. You don't day. have to deal with the madness. You don't have to go to the school and they call. Yeah, like I've never wiped anybody's ass but mine. You know, and I like that. I think that's a good thing in the world for me, anyway. You know, another moment where you're actually happy you did it. You damn right, man. My vasectomy <laughs> was the best thing that ever happened to me. Like, most definitely. Hey, oh yeah, have you ever had a situation where a girl was like, "Yo, I'm pregnant." I'm like, it ain't. I've never had that happen post-vasectomy where a girl tried to play me like I got her knocked up. 
But I would, I'm going to demand a paternity test if that's what happens. I'm going to be like, well, we're going to have to do something to prove that shit because I done had a vasectomy. Passed my test, jerked off in the cup. They said ain't nothing swimming in there. I said, word up. You know? And then I lost like two inches of my vast deference on my left side with my hernia mesh being taken out. So, I mean, people be like, oh, you can get that reversed. I'm like, maybe on the right side. But why the fuck would I do that? If Emma Watson doesn't tell me she wants to have my babies, I ain't reversing my vasectomy. It's, it's just not happening. You know? Still after Emma Watson. I'm telling you, man. I'll tell you, man. I've been offended lately because, like, I have the Mason and French Show Instagram, right? And I follow many Emma Watson pages because I think it is funny for a listener to look up the Mason and French Show page and see, like, oh, Mason and French Show follows this Emma Watson page and that Emma Watson page. Like, five or six of them. But you know what's fucked up? Those Emma Watson pages, they play the shit out of her, man. They got, like, all kinds of pictures. Like, she was in San Cabo Juan Lucas or some shit down in Mexico. And there's all these pictures of her in a bathing suit sitting in some, like, nice place. And you're not there? I'm telling you, I'm not there. And I like the way she looks. And don't get me wrong, I love having pictures of Emma Watson flash across my page on Instagram. But I, I don't think it's cool the way people be taking pictures of her when she's just out wandering around. And I really they don't do think it's cool. They do that for every celebrity. I, I know, but it's terrible, man. Like, I've never... Here's the thing that I came to realize recently. Recently. Like, I've never been aware of how bad the paparazzi is up people's asses. I've always heard about it. I've always been semi-aware, but I've never, like, had any, like, person that I'm interested in in the world that I get to see how much they're being fucked with by the paparazzi. And I'm like, this is terrible, man. She's just trying to go hang out at the beach or go through the airport or whatever. And motherfuckers are snagging I mean, pictures of People pay money for those pictures. That's the thing man. that really makes me mad. These motherfuckers are making better living than I am. Like, I, I'm, National I'm, Enquirer pays like X amount of dollars for celebrity pictures. Right, but if I went and did that to the girl down the street, I'd be a stalker and get locked the fuck up. Mm. You know what I mean? If that I was taking true. long lens, telephotic lenses and sh- taking pictures from across the street and shit and down the, down the road, I just some random girl that I think's pretty going to work. Like, it would be a problem. Yeah, that should, would be a problem. Uh, you should... You should definitely do like a social experiment and see what happens. <laughs> what I got to do is do it to like, I got to find like an Instagram model chick that's got like 10,000 followers and start following her around and make it like a fan of her page, like a fan page of her. <laughs> That'd be it yeah. right there. I just don't have the budget, you know. <laughs> I ain't got the we time. Are, we, we are in the age of do nothing, be famous. That's crazy. It really is. You can be funny on Instagram. Next thing you know, you're at a comedy club, you know, making $10,000 a night. Yeah. Yeah, but not being funny. I've yeah. seen, I've heard stories of people getting booked. And just because they do like a one-line type thing on Instagram or YouTube, they invite these people to actual comedy clubs and then they bomb and wonder why. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the training. DC Young Fly <laughs> makes about twenty five grand a show and he only got famous from... Instagram and Vine. That's amazing. And all from a corny ass line, bring that ass here. Really? You ever seen that dude just like, uh, God, I can't think of his name. The big black dude, and he's like, I'm fucking yo, somebody's wife. You know? Tyrone. Tyrone. <laughs> that shit is insane. But that guy's probably making money doing if that. If he ran up on you and said he wanted to fuck your wife, you just let her have, you just let him have Well, her. I ain't got a wife, but I, I damn sure wouldn't just be like, yeah, go for it, bro. I'd have a beef with that to a degree. But I'd also be like, yo, you're Tyrone, right? With your crazy bald head. Like, I don't think I'd fall for it. You know, I'd be like, you ain't Tyrone. Did you ever see the video where the dude hit the other guy with the bottle? The dude was like, I'm fucking, I'm fucking your wife. And he was like, ain't nobody fucking my wife. And then like, and the dude said it again. And he had a beer bottle. The guy hit him with a beer bottle. 
It's amazing. I gotta look this up. It's amazing. Then the dude falls down and he's like, I said, nobody's fucking my wife. Like, it's amazing. Send me a link. Oh, my God. I will have to look it up for y'all because it is, it's out there. It's really out there. Like, it's, he's just like, it's like a crowded patio restaurant. You know, there's like 12 tables or 15 tables. There's all kinds of people around. This dude just bashes the guy with a beer bottle. It's amazing. I like to think that I wouldn't do that to Tyrone, but I could, like, identify with the sentiment to a degree. Like, that's, right. that's the little bit egregious is rolling up on somebody being like, I'm going to fuck your wife. It's a whole other thing if your wife is if your wife's trying to fuck me. That's like me walking into a clan meeting and screaming where the white women at. Yeah, it's not wise. You know? It's just not wise. It's probably very funny and awesome, but it's still not wise. Like when Tyrone wants to fuck somebody's wife. But what is wise is you know, getting you to promote the show during the gay pride parade in DC. Hell yeah, man. We're definitely gonna do that. You're gonna be there, right? Yeah, I'm gonna be at the uh, Capital Pride Festival Sunday, this coming Sunday in Washington, DC. Yes, please give me the sweet sounds of the weather girls. That's what's up, y'all. Don't forget if you're out in DC at the Pride Parade, say what's up to Trey. I might have to swing through myself. And say what's up to the gay and men. And it's supposed to be raining too, so bunch of wet it'll, gay men. It'll be literally <laughs> raining men. <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever floats your boat, man. We promote it here at the Mason and French Show. We support your right to be uh, into whatever you're into: homosexuality, polygamy, whatever. Live your life. Do your thing. Yeah, just don't be stupid with it. Uh-huh. Yeah, don't hurt people. Be nice. Don't be a yeah. dick. That's the yeah, real. Definitely. That's the real thing. Don't be a dick, man. Yeah, that 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 is a rule. And another rule is stop messing with not shit people. You ain't shit, leave them alone. Leave them alone. Ain't shit, leave them alone. Yeah, just move on. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's what you gotta do. And even if they are shit, even if they are the shit, like Emma Watson, leave her alone when she's trying to go to the goddamn airport. Yeah, just leave her alone. Oh yeah, Emma Watson's at Subway. Let's take a That's million. That's what bitches. I'm saying. Like, leave these people alone. Let them go hang if out. If I ran up on, if I ran up on like Bradley Cooper at Walmart, I'd be arrested. Right. If you started taking a bunch of pictures of him, although I guess he'd probably be used to it because that's what happens. But like, it's part of the game. It's it's. I don't know, man. I guess it is part of the game. You know, like you sort of accept it if you're going to go into that line of work. You sort of accept that people are going to be taking your pictures and oogling over you all the yeah. time. Like, I wouldn't run up on Ghostface Killer and take a photo without even, with him not knowing, man. He'll turn around and beat your ass. Yeah, Ghostface might just smack the shit out of somebody. Like, Ghostface is a dangerous individual to just start taking pictures of him. Yeah, it's like people that run up on stage at an Axon Bronson show, he'll throw you off the stage. <laughs> well, like, you think about it, right? Like, who, who would want to take pictures of Ghostface going through the airport on a telescopic lens, you know? Nobody's going and following Ghostface to the fucking beach in Miami and taking a picture of him, man. He'll light your ass up. And he would, too. I wish Emma Watson could carry around a goddamn, uh, uh, like a paintball gun and shoot at the paparazzi. Because if I was famous, that's what I'd do. I'd light him up. Yo, your love for Emma Watson is real. I feel it. Like, I feel like you love her. I do, man. I I, I don't know about love, love. But yeah, I love her, man. I want her to have a good life. Like, when I see pictures of her on Instagram out on a date, I'm like, I wish that was me. But I wish more that they wouldn't take pictures of you while you're out trying to live your life. You know what I mean? Like, like it's literally like like my appreciation of her is like... His love and appreciation for Emma Watson is a lot like my... Utter disgust and hatred for James Corden. <laughs> yeah, it's like a total polar opposite. My man Trey X hates James Corden. He's annoying as hell. He is that. 
He absolutely is that. My goodness, like, watching him freestyle rap battle on his show is cringeworthy. And they come back and just insult the living hell out of him. They usually make jabs on his weight. Yeah, he's, he, he's, he's just not very funny. He's really very yeah. annoying. Is he the one that does the carpool karaoke? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't stay up late and watch him. I haven't watched really. I haven't watched late night television in a long time. I haven't. In, I haven't really paid much attention to late night TV since Arsenio went off the air, and that was a long, long, long. That was time a ways ago. back, yeah. Wow. That was a ways back. You talking about the? You talking about the first run of the Arsenio yeah, Hall show? The first run. Yeah, he, he didn't watch the second run. Did you watch the second run? Bits and pieces of it, oh, but it wasn't the same. I okay. The- yeah, I watched a couple episodes. It didn't feel right. The jokes were dated. It's like when they tried to do that live version of the Jeffersons and uh, All in the Family the other day. That just was not... That was... It was not very good. It, it wasn't good. It made me want to watch yeah. the Jeffersons. Like, I've literally been watching the Jeffersons on TV and One every time I come past it. Casting like, Will Ferrell as Tom Willis was a bad idea. Like, get yeah, Eric Stone Street from Modern Family to do it. Mm. I don't know. They yeah, just shouldn't, shouldn't do it. It shouldn't have been done. Sacrilegious. Like, if they ever do, like, a... If they did that for good times, like who would be who? Oh, nobody. That's just a good question. don't do it. It'd be a horrible idea because you know they'd mess it up. They'd have like Kanye be the dad, and people would be like, "That's great when he goes away and doesn't come back uh, after the first well, season." He died. Yeah, he really? died on Pretty the show. Sure, yeah, yeah. You don't. Well, yeah, Florida was upset. You know, there was the whole thing where she's like, "Damn, damn, damn." You don't remember that? I remember the damn, damn, damn. Yeah. yeah, that was why. Yeah. Oh, because he was gone. He was dead. No, because he died. Yeah. In real life. Uh, the guy. The guy didn't want to play the role anymore because he didn't really like uh, Norman Lear writing for black people. Well. He didn't understand. Like you know, he didn't feel like Norman Lear understood his experiences, and he felt like it was kind of, kind of whack. I guess. I could be wrong, but I mean, I, I believe that's what I read. I remember hearing that he there was some sort of beef with him, and that they just didn't sign him for the next however many seasons they did. That he, yeah, they did one season yeah. with him and didn't re-sign him after that. But uh, yeah, the show went on. But yeah, but it's like kind of a shame to like take away a father character on a on a family show. You know what I mean? Like that's that's yeah. pretty fucking low. At least they didn't replace her like Aunt Viv. You know what I mean? With somebody else. That was fucked up. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't cool. Yeah. When Aunt Viv dropped three shades and got thicker, well, you're like shorter like, and thicker. What the hell happened here? That was just the weirdest thing. Like she's still Vivian. Like no, nah, that ain't Vivian. No, that ain't no, Aunt no. Vivian. Nah. Hell no. They want to shade light. She, I tell you, she lost a lot of I shades. I tell you, I tell you, I used to love watching on Good Times with Malone. Malone. I was all about her. Who wouldn't be? Oh my gosh, she's fine. Dude. She's still fine, too. There's a lot of fine women out there, man. It's a, it's a wild and crazy world, man. A lot of fine women. But, ladies and gentlemen, with that said, we're going to have to bring this episode of the Mason and Friends show to a close. We have run up against our time limit. We'd like to thank you so much for listening. Tell you to you know check out old episodes. Check out Soul Sessions if you're in Roanoke. Uh, hit up Harvest Black. Uh, you got a Facebook page or something, homie? Yeah, you can check me out at Harvest Black, B-L-A-Q-U-E dot com. Um, you can also check me out like uh, on Soul Sessions Roanoke dot com. Like Soul Sessions on Facebook. Soul Sessions Roanoke on Facebook. It was fun. Word up. So what's up? Trey, you want to plug anything? Of course. Don't forget, 
this Sunday, Capital Pride Festival, Washington, D.C. I will be there. Word up. Alrighty, so thanks again for listening. Don't forget, we here at the Mason French Show, we love you very much. We want you to have a great, great day and uh, enjoy your rest of your week and all that good shit. And thanks again for listening and uh, peace be with you. We out of here. Indeed.